up, everyone? Welcome to the 322nd episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. With me today is Will. And it is time for you to choose, Steve. You can either choose to enter Hair Academy or Beard Academy. Which one is it going to be? Choose wisely. Is this because I'm a certain age and I had to pick one? Look, nobody gets a lot of instructions in life. Sometimes you just have to make a choice. Do you want to be in Hair Academy or Beard Academy? uh, If I have to pick, I'm picking hair. Wrong choice. (laughs) Next. Greg is here. Good morning, Pokemon people. I don't know. Greg is the high dean of Beard Academy. (laughs) I am the the high dean of Beard Academy. And I took down that fool from Hair Academy yesterday. Thank you. Thank you very much. There new, like, I, I am but a mere that faculty member. That I, that I missed. It's a new Slack game that you've missed. It's like Cooking Mama <laughs> no, or our, something. Join our Slack community and you, you, be wait, sorted you haven't, into hair or beard houses. You, you haven't seen this on the Nintendo eShop? They actually have two games. It's it's Hair Academy or Beard Academy. <laughs> and, you know, in Beard Academy, your goal is to grow the, the greatest, most luxurious beard. And if you're in Hair Academy, you want to get that really high and highly stylized hair and... Sometimes you can trade styles between the two games. <laughs> Each game has five exclusive styles. Oh, yes, yeah. exactly. Hairstyles or beard ex- styles. The beehive hair is exclusive to Hair Academy. Oh, yes, but the yeard is, is solely <laughs> in Beard solely, Academy. Solely Beard Academy. It's the most sought after. <laughs> can you catch all the beards? <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm really going with catch this. Them all. <laughs> Look, I was very concerned that Greg was about to betray Beard Academy. Never, because he's he wasn't the high dean of Beard Academy. He's really on the line because he's got some glorious hair too. So I'm I sure mean, he's been making some trades. I I make the hard trades. I make the trades when I can, where I can. Loyalties are nothing. Ugh, you're just in it for yourself. Yeah, it's all about the insta likes. <laughs> well, this is a Pokemon podcast. It is. <laughs> Speaking of Instagram, like, yes, knocking uh, it out of your out of the park with your pictures recently, Steve. I have. Yeah, I've like you've got a lot of good ones recently. Thanks. Wait, what was the one on the dock? Shuckle. Shuckle, Shuckle on the so dock good. was so good. Oh, man. I mean, I was there for Sableye in Chicago. That one was really good, too. The You've Spinda, got an eye for this. The Spinda, You've got an eye for the, AR, for the AR camera. Tipsy Spinda in Milwaukee is awesome. Uh, but I cannot condone losing shiny EVs because you're fooling around with the AR camera. Yeah, no, I, no think, bueno. I think every AR shiny I have gotten has, or taken a picture of has run away. I don't think I've successfully... Taking a picture of an AR and then it stayed, which is like funny because when I do that for something like a shuckle or like a Spiro or whatever, it it always stays. Can you hit them with a golden raspberry and then AR them or do you have to AR them first? Uh, So when you AR them, uh, when you hit the like picture button, they don't really they don't run away because you're in picture mode, so you have like free reign to walk around them and take a picture. But it's like as soon as you turn off the camera, they like instantly run. Well, then why don't you just 
catch them in the AR mode. Because you're you're still in AR mode. You're just toggling a camera on and off. It's like I know, we... but when you're in AR mode, you can catch them. So don't toggle it off. Actually, catch them. Stay in AR mode and catch them. No, like once I close the camera app, they leave. Oh, I see. Oh, and like I've tried making sure I'm standing in the same position. I started it in. Like I'll go back to the same position, or or like sometimes I've tried to be like a little bit closer, a little bit farther away. It doesn't matter. It like it pretty much crashes every time. And I've heard it's a bug where it's like if they do run, it's supposed to reappear on the map again, so you can tap on them again. Like how, like how if you like see if it's shiny, if you run away and then you tap on it again, you can. It's still going to be shiny. But like if they run away, it's supposed to still appear on the map, from my understanding. If you're like too close, but it always breaks. Hmm. It's whatever though. Like what's a? I had I got like twenty shiny EVs. What's another? What am I gonna do with twenty <laughs> one? Have twenty one. You have some margin for error. So when you evolve them into the wrong Pokemon, you got twenty one more chances. Yeah, there um, you go. Yeah. Although I do know somebody who like literally got all, uh, what is it? Eight evolutions at this point. Eight evolutions. I'm sorry. Wait, you can't get uh, Leafeon or Glaceon yet. Oh, so those are so sweet. Uh, maybe I misread his Instagram post. Why does everything have to revolve around Instagram? I'm I'm deleting that app. <laughs> okay. I'm glad I like we... your laugh, Greg, because you know that's such a lie. It's I live my life lie. on Instagram. You are not getting rid of that program. <laughs> glad we got there together. Was uh before we get into news, was your uh community days? I know we recorded before community day. Was your community days anything worth no worth worth noting? Or was it the same community day as it's kind of always been? For me it was really interesting because I did the zoo again. It was very hot and sunny when I first got there. And then it was pouring rain by the time I left. And of course, I walk there. So there's no easy out on that kind of a thing. But what I found really interesting is on Saturday at the zoo, I got seven shiny Eevees. And then on Sunday, uh, I, I was really worn out from doing the whole zoo thing. And I literally was asleep until 3.30 in the afternoon. And then everybody from our Slack community was like, Will, get out of bed, finish off <laughs> the second EV community day. So I did, and I just literally walked down the street from my house. I Johnny Apple seeded all the Pokestops with uh, lure modules, because I've got like 27 of them or something. Well, I had 27 of them. And I, I literally caught five more shiny EVs just walking around the block for an hour and a half. That RNG... So, I could have stayed at home. <laughs> I don't need to go to... I don't need the zoo. I've got plenty of Pokestops just walking around the block from my house to take care of all my shiny Pokemon needs. Greg, I think you only did one day, right? I only did Sunday. I met I met Vince from Slack. We had a very enjoyable day. Uh, Pappy's fun truck for ice cream sandwiches showed up again, although they must have heard me ragging on them because they got a much better truck this time around. It certainly was not as sketchy as before. <laughs> did they have got, a Choco Taco? Uh, they did, but I didn't get one. I got an ice cream sandwich instead. I do enjoy an ice cream sandwich. It confirmed that I like the catching community days better than I like the raid community days. People were just a lot friendlier, and people weren't yelling at their kids. They were like actually helping their kids catch things, and 
there's just a it's just a general level of excitement as people wander up and down and pointing out where things are that I, I think I just prefer the catching ones over the raiding ones. Raid, I just I'm not a huge fan of raids, but I got six, which I think is good. Works for me. I'm not evolving them until I have a surefire way of getting what I want. There was like a lot of complaints about, I think, and maybe we complained about it, that there's like no surefire way to get Vaporeon and Flareon and uh, Jolteon, but... I mean, of the three, I don't like the shinies of the first three anyways. Yeah. So Wait, I'm not that upset. You don't like shiny Jolteon? No. Shiny Jolteon, the green one? Ugh. Oh, it looks so good. Mm. Oh, you're so wrong. <laughs> no, it is terrible. I think it was. I think it's very clear in retrospect that if even if Niantic was going to release stones, they were not gonna. They're not gonna. They wouldn't have released them before the event. When if you look at everything they did, it was like triple Stardust for Eevee. Plus, there was a Stardust reduction in trades. Plus, it's currently a trading event. Like, they clearly wanted you to catch EVs, evolve some, be upset that you got three Flareons and one Vaporeon and not a single Jolteon yet, and then find somebody who is also upset that they got, like, six Jolteons and one Vaporeon and then trade your your Jolteon or your Flareon for your their Jolteon. I feel like they knew... Oh, so it, it won't cost 800,000 Stardust to trade that shiny? No, there's currently a reduction... Um, with Stardust. How much is the reduction? It's 25%. Uh, what's 25% of 800,000? So that would be like 600,000? That's well, still a Will, lot. you're supposed to be playing with your friends, and, uh... Oh, wait, but you were my friend, and it still cost me 800,000. We were only, uh, the two-star friends. If we were three-star friends, which we are now, it would have only been, like, 160,000, which is significantly okay. cheaper than... <laughs> 800,000. That's more than 50% cheaper. Mm-hmm. And then I think if you're four-star friends, it's only 16,000. I'm working on it. But um, I, think that was the, I think that was the general premise. I mean, they gave you two community days, so you can catch plenty of Eevees, but also, like, Eevee gave a bunch of Stardust. There's a Stardust event for trading, and you can't control the evolutions you get. So I think, if anything, Niantic... I know some people are like, why, why, what is Niantic doing? But like, I think they know exactly what they're doing. They want you to trade. <laughs> they have this trading event. EVs are very good for trading. I think they, I think they know. The only thing I noticed is, uh, the Saturday, first off, I don't like two community days. I, it just, it just eats your entire weekend. I know you don't have to do it for the purpose of like me running a Pokemon podcast. I feel like I'm obligated to do it because I like, like, if I don't do it, I'm going to be like, what did I miss out? It was something different. Did something else happen? <laughs> they were the same. You, I, I know what you're going to be missing out is hijinks in the third ward. That's what you're missing yeah, out the on. Yeah, the old good, good lemonade. The, I did get lemonade both days. The, the thing I noticed, though. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> the, the thing I noticed, though, was Saturday. Uh, yeah, I think two community days is too long. I think it's, it suffers the same problem that, like... Something like Pokemon Go Fest does, where it's after like three or four hours of walking around in the hot sun playing Pokemon Go, you're just like, I need something to eat. I need to sit down. It's too hot out. <laughs> this is probably not healthy to be in this much sun with this much walking. 
maybe it's just a problem in the Midwest where it's like a dry heat or something. I don't know. But anyways, the thing I noticed was on Saturday it was cloudy, which boosted uh, normal type Pokemon. And on Sunday it was sunny, which does not boost normal type Pokemon. And I did not notice a difference in spawns in the two locations. Like you would think that normal type Normal weather would boost the amount of EVs you see. I did, did not notice a single difference. I, I would lean to say that the Sunday, which did not have cloudy, which was just grass fire. What's the last one? It boosts grass fire ground or something. Spawns, I had better shiny luck, but that's just RNG. But pure spawns themselves of how many I tapped on, there was no difference between the two. Uh, I'm sure it does affect it in specific areas or whatnot, but for purposes of weather between the two days in the same exact location, besides getting stronger EVs, there was no increased spawns, at least that I noticed. So that's that's the reporting I got for you. Yeah, I I was thinking to myself that I actually saw fewer EVs on Saturday than I had seen of Squirtles when I did Squirtles at the zoo, but there were a lot of Aerons. Aerons? That's a hard one to say. Well, I got more Pokemon Go news, so I guess let's... We got a lot of news this week. It's Pokemon Go news, and we got a bunch of other news. So, because we're already talking about Pokemon Go, let's knock that out. Uh, As of August 16th, the legendary Pokemon Regirock rolls into Earth rumbling raid battles. That is literally the headline Niantic posted on their website. (laughs) Uh, trainers, as another season of Pokemon's legendary year comes to a close, a legendary Pokemon originally discovered in the Hoenn region will emerge. Regirock will begin to dominate raid battles on August 16th. Regirock, the Rock Peak Pokemon, has arrived on the scene and will take over raid battles from the Steel-type legendary Pokemon Registeel until September 20th. The Rock-type legendary Pokemon has sturdy defense but is weak to water, grass, fighting, ground, and steel. Don't miss your chance of catching this legendary Pokemon before it disappears. Stay safe and happy exploring. Uh, the other notable thing here is some of the other raids rotated out. Alolan Marowak and Alolan Raichu are still around, in case you have not done those yet. I don't know how long they'll be around. Uh, I guess you can at least ensure they'll be around until September 20th. Remember when everyone was upset that little kids couldn't trade or... Uh... Exchange friend codes. I mean, yes. I remember people talking about it, but I didn't pay a whole lot of attention. Um, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. And I, I, I'm pretty. I said like, calm down. Niantic, like Pokemon Go is a changing game. <laughs> like trading is brand new. It doesn't even work. And they will. They have changed the friends list and trading. They haven't really changed trading, but the friends list has gone through. A couple of changes since. It's pretty much only gotten better. Uh, Well, on August 15th, Niantic has announced uh, something called Niantic Kids, powered by Super Awesome. It's coming to Pokemon Go. This is good news, trainers. Children will have a new way to log into Pokemon Go. Niantic Kids, powered by Super Awesome, is a new login platform that will be able to support kid trainers in Pokemon Go. Parents can register Niantic Kids to manage their child's privacy via the parent portal. Niantic Kids helps you review and approve your child's permission before they can play, 
and provide options to control the personal information shared to Pokemon Go. The experience has been developed in conjecture with Super Awesome Kids web service and is certified by an ESRB privacy certified and by Kid Safe Seal program. The anti-kid gives you peace of mind that your child's information remains secure while they're having fun. If your child currently uses a Pokemon Trainer Club account to access Pokemon Go, this login will be supported alongside Niantic Kids and ensure that your child's information remains secure. You can continue to enjoy your game with your family in the way that suits you. We hope you enjoy this new way of entering the world of Pokemon Go. So that's pretty exciting. They don't say specifically anything about trading or whatnot, but... I think it was important to keep in mind, again, there were a lot of upset parents, understandably, but it's hard to roll out a trading program for, at the time when trading came out, five, five million active players. I think it's up to seven million active players now. It's hard to roll something like that out, and it's only been, what, a little over two months, or not even two months? I mean, it a lot of been us have been that long. Yeah, it's only kind of been a month because most of us have just hit 30 days uh, on our on our friend stuff that they've rolled this out. And there's more going in besides, like, how many players are playing Pokemon Go. There's the, you know, the, it is a worldwide game. There are, there, are, there are different rules for children in app stores in every country. So even if they were just trying to do like kids stuff for the US that would differ from the UK and that would differ from Australia and that would be different than Japan. I don't does Japan care about kids? I don't know what their rules are when it comes to <laughs> kids using apps, I mean, but I assume they care about their kids. This nah. is pre- this is pretty cool. So, uh I it doesn't say that it's going to be a trading thing, but I feel like that's what it's leading to at this point. Oh, no, I would agree. It's it's some way for parents to monitor their children's activity. I mean, if Nintendo's got a hand in Niantic, then they've they've got all kinds of background in in man, you know, developing these kinds of parental control apps and everything like that. So they should be able to advise and and you know, do something. This is also off Pokémon Go's website. Trainers, Professor Willow needs your help once again. It seems that he's been tracking the mythical Pokemon Celebi. While Professor Oak is over here not completing the Pokedex, Willow's getting out, seeing le- mythical Pokemon left and right. Can you help him locate the time travel Pokemon? Prepare yourself for August 20th when this special research becomes available worldwide. Along the way to discover Celebi's time-shifting nature, you'll encounter tasks that will test your, test your skills as a trainer. Complete tasks to gain XP, receive useful items, and even encounter certain Pokemon along your journey. You can begin completing your special research on Celebi at any time as long as you've done the third group of tasks related to the special research on Mew. You can actively finish tasks related to both at your own pace. For those that have already completed the exclusive Pokemon Go Fest special research, you have attained the time travel Pokemon. Completing this new research will earn your a, you a new bounty of candy to power up your power up your Celebi. You better give me that Celebi that Celebi discount because I'm not wasting my Stardust on it. Uh, the presence of Celebi has also drawn out the appearance of more Pokemon originally discovered in the Johto region. Plus, 
Field research relating to the Pokemon discovered in the Johto region will be available throughout this special time. So get into the Johto spirit and get ready for a new adventure. Cannot wait to show your love for the Johto region. A new Celebi t-shirt will be available for free in the style shop. Plus, Pokemon Heart Gold and Pokemon Soul Silver trainer avatars will also be available in the style shop. Featuring uh, outfits that will unlock according to your Johto medal progress. Prepare yourself to get out there to complete this exciting special research trainers. Stay safe and happy exploring. Uh, you did not answer the most important question that I need answered. Which which, which is... Per, uh, it pertains to me and you. It does not pertain to Greg. I'm out. You're, you're, you're out, but you're in. Because can I get a second Celebi? No, you get I more candy. Got a Celebi. You can do this. <laughs> it candy. seems like you can you you can do the same exact thing. It just rewards you with more candy. I don't want candy. Neither do I, because I I got to spend Stardust to use the candy, and I need to save my Stardust for trading. Also, oh, my yeah, Celebi is like seventy three IV, and not that it matters or anything, but it's not like Celebi is actually useful. I mean, I guess I can power yeah. it up. You can. You can't put it in a gym, right? No. You could power it up you and then travel through time. You could can power travel it through time because I got could, some mistakes to correct. You could power it up and then have somebody else in a raid yell at you that you're not using the correct raid Pokemon <laughs> to defeat this incredibly difficult raid boss that only requires Story tapping. Story of my life. I'm pretty sure I made a bunch life. of people mad at the Regirock raid I did because I popped out my Rosalia. It's like, look at her dance. <laughs> look at how beautiful my <laughs> little grass lady is. is. Give me tap the screen. Why people got to be like that? I can't wait until this podcast goes up and two days later, people are like, I'm sick of Regirock. Give me a different <laughs> raid. I didn't, I didn't get Registeel. I raided and then I didn't catch it in the ball. So I got I three. I have an extra. Yeah, I can trade you. I got, I got three. I, I did get a Raikou though. I got a Raikou. I, I had a good raiding week, surprisingly, because I have to do raids for that, um, to get that Mew. I still don't have that. I need to get that before I even consider doing this whole Celebi thing. But I got my Alolan Marowak, and I got my Regirock, and I got a Whalmer. Did you get Actually, a shiny Whalmer? No. Oh. The game Lost me. interest. Was the Mew thing, did they say fire red, leaf green, or did they just say red and blue? I thought it was interesting that they specifically said a heart gold, soul silver. I mean, I think the Pokemon company realizes that gold and silver are the worst games they've ever made, but... Correct. Really? They're bad. They are Do very bad. Do you forget bad. Pokemon Snap? That was not made by uh, Game Freak? Also, you Pokemon... said the Pokemon Company. You said the Pokemon Company. I did. Uh, also, Pokemon Snap is extremely good. I don't know what no, you're talking about. No, it's not. I played yeah, that game good. for like 20 minutes, and I was like, I hate this. I, oh, I, I can't so believe good. I rented I mean, you, you could, from the video you, store. You could, you could beat that game in two hours. No, there's no okay. debate there. Like the Do game you know is how very old short. I was when I played Pokemon Snap for the first time. I mean, I'm 32. younger than me. Okay, <laughs> younger than me, and I played it, and I had a good time, William. No, it was out for like five years before I got a chance to play it. So the question I think was: Was Blockbuster still in business when you played it? I did not get it from Blockbuster. I got it from Potomac Video because I patronized my local video store, which had a wider selection than Blockbuster. <laughs> uh, I can't even believe Blockbuster had video games. Oh, they did. 
Didn't they have the printer? Didn't they have the Game Boy printer that you could use to print out stickers? What, Blockbuster? Yeah. 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 You know, so the thing about DC is even though it is the nation's capital and generally a large city, we're very behind on what like our stores will have. I mean, we don't even have Burger King. Okay, come on. So like our Blockbuster was probably five to six years behind every other Blockbuster in the country. That's the saddest story I've ever heard. Oh, you didn't get to print stickers at Blockbuster. I did have a game. I have two Game Boys, so I could have done it, I suppose. I have so many Game Boys. And before before, before people go like, oh, Niantic wrote this. Niantic doesn't. <laughs> Niantic doesn't write anything without the Pokemon Company being like, "Don't you dare use the word dog in your press release." <laughs> oh, but I love me them legendary dogs. <laughs> Are we gonna talk about the next Pokemon Community Day? Is yeah, that, that in the that, news? Yeah, that was my final news article. Okay, because I have a funny story about that. I was actually looking at uh, clothes last night. What? Let me just... I didn't ever buy Wait, that. You were looking at clothes? You buy all your clothes online. Yeah. It, it, it is called the Fire Red Top, by the way. Oh. Mm. In the store. It's called the Fire Red Top. There's no leaf green top. Well, I guess the leaf green would be for girls, right? I guess I don't have a girl avatar, so I guess it would say leaf green top, right? I mean, clothing don't have gender, but sure. Yeah. Well, if you're supposed to be based on, like, the quote-unquote character, fire... True. The red guy is the boy, and the leaf girl is the girl. Some good describing right there. My brain actually shut down for a second. Was like, I don't even want to. No. Nuh uh. All right. Last bit of news here is mark your calendars for three more exciting community days. Trainers, uh. now that the world Whirlwind Pokemon Go Summer Tour is ending soon with our Pokemon Safari event in Yok- Yokosuka, Japan, we are excited to announce the next few community days happening this year. Mark your calendars for September's Community Day, which features the grass-type Pokemon Chikorita, on Saturday, September 22nd. A grass-type Pokemon originally discovered in the Johto region, Chikorita will appear in the wild for three hours, and you can evolve it into Bayleaf. You can evolve Bayleaf into Meganium during the three-hour window. Your Meganium will know a special move to be later announced. Doesn't matter what it is, people will be very upset that you are using Meganium. Put those TMs away, trainers, as this is uh, the only of the only way Meganium. The move will only be available to Meganium caught or evolved during Community Day. Please see times for later details. It's the same times as always. Plus, you can earn three times catch XP bonus during the event, supercharging your ability to level up. Can't get enough Community Day? Question mark. You won't want to miss out the two on the next two exciting events coming October and November. On Sunday, October 22nd and Saturday, November 10th, new Pokemon will be featured with special bonuses to be announced. Stay tuned for more information in the coming months. Cannot wait to see you there. Pokemon Go team. They didn't tell me to say stay safe that time. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Was the last part of that news item literally just them saying, we're going to have more community days? <laughs> yep. With no other valuable info, I think it, I think it is valuable for like for people who are always like I have to work on the community day. They're giving you sixty to ninety okay. days to like take okay. the day off work. 
I'll give you that. Yesterday, my coworker, who is big in Pokemon Go now, came to my office very excited. And he said, did you hear the next community today is going to be Chikorita? And I said, uh, no, I hadn't heard that. But you said, no, it's going to be Ralts. No, I said, no, I, I was I was nice to one of my coworkers, which is like a very rare occurrence. But uh, actually, this dude works for me. So that's even more rare. Why would I be nice to the people who work for me? But I said, uh, no, I, I hadn't heard that. But that, you know, that's thank you for letting me know. And he said, but you know what that means? That means Cyndaquil will be coming up soon, too. And I turned to my other coworker and I said, I am highly disturbed that he now comes to my office <laughs> to talk about Pokemon. <laughs> and he's more excited about Pokemon than I am. This is what has happened with our times that even the most Pokemon phobic people have been sucked into the vortex by Pokemon Go. But yes, Cyndaquil, I'm going to delete or trade away. If anybody needs any trades of Pokemon from my collection, I'm getting rid of all of them so I can have space for like a million Cyndaquil because Cyndaquil is the only Pokemon that matters. Cyndaquil and Oddish. I'll keep all my Oddish as well. I guess uh, if we, if we want to talk about patterns, October is not going to be Cyndaquil and November. No, no, no it's going to be Ralts. Yeah, because patterns. Uh, but like... It has to be ghastly, right? October has to be ghastly. Nothing has to be anything. So... It's going to be Sableye in a Litwick outfit. That, I mean, that would be cool. Uh, oh but... That's so cute with a little candle on its head. I know. The art oh, is so Oh, it's going to be a Pikachu with a little Litwick candle on its head. Like Pokemon Company, the, the entire entity... They really like Halloween. I don't know if Halloween's big in Japan or what the deal is, but they go, like, they already have their Halloween stuff done for the year, which is the reference to the Sableye wearing the Litwick cost, the costume, and the there's uh, Mimikyu wearing a Noibat costume, and some other stuff, which is very cool, but they always do, like, Halloween, pl and I know they do, like, Christmas plushes and stuff, but they go hog ham on Halloween. They no, that, that's a different podcast. We go whole hog here. <laughs> they really, really like Halloween, and they like they always have Halloween tournaments. They've given away like pumpkaboos before, uh, where I'm talking like main series VGC stuff. Um, I will I will delete my Pokemon Go app for 30 days if they do not do like a, a ghost type Pokemon for October for Community Day. Well, I mean, they could do a ghost type, but what's a signature ghost type from Gen 2 or Gen 3? They're not going to touch Gen 3. That's the whole point. With That's why like people that are like, it's going to be Ralts because of patterns. They're not touching Gen 3. No way are they touching Gen 3 yet. Okay, so what's a signature ghost type from Gen 2? The only one they haven't done yet is Miss, uh, Miss Magius. Yeah. So the only ghost that does not have a... Sh like, every ghost has a shiny... Because of the last Halloween event. So I can see them turning on Miss Magius, but that's not enough for a community day. So like the the only Gen 1 ghost Pokemon line would have to turn shiny, I think, for that. Nothing has to do anything, reader of the patterns. This isn't the <laughs> Matrix. There is okay? no pattern though. There's no pattern of them doing a ghost Pokemon. It's just that the Pokemon Company loves Halloween and they have a perfect three-stage well, ghost type. Ha 
Halloween is more than ghosts. What if they do a poison? Poison's kind of spooky, scary. What if they jump and start putting out pumpkaboos? Or or dark. What if they do dark type? That's kind of Halloween. There's no dark type Pokemon. <laughs> there's, there's no dark can, type Pokemon. Can we go Pokemon? back when we said that Gold and Silver were some of the worst games? They had a bunch of dark type Pokemon. <laughs> Zero gym leaders used them. You fight, uh, what's his name? Morty. Morty. He uses like 16 haunters in a row. That's his gym battle. He's a bad gym leader. He is on brand, though. Like you give you put Murkrow and Houndour in the game, and I don't think and the first time you see like a Houndoom is like an Elite Four member. Well, unless you evolve your own. I don't I don't think you can catch one that early. I think you have to wait till the Elite Four before you catch catch Houndour. I don't appreciate no. your anti dark negativity and I believe Look, I'm that just, dark or poison are perfectly the, fine for the month of October. I'm just pointing out the flaws of golden crude silver. <laughs> Chris, Chris Silver. Crystal Silver. Chris, Chris Silver is my favorite uh, bread beverage. I mean, I don't, I don't really care what they do. It could uh, be Sneasel. I get, I, I, you know how upset people would be if it was a Pokemon that like didn't evolve? Also, if for I mean, some reason... Sneasel like, evolves, just not yet. Yeah, just right, not just yet. not yet. If for some reason it was... Gen 4 arrives before the October Community Day, which I actually don't know when it's supposed to show up, but uh, they're not going to do a Pokemon that evolves into a Gen 4 thing. I mean, they might, I suppose, because they did Roselia, but people would be upset that it'd be like, I it only evolves once, and I can't use Weavile in gyms. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. will be upset? What? No. Everybody's happy with every decision every company always makes. Yeah. Gengar has a very good shiny. <laughs> Gengar does have a very good shiny. Niantic did a good job with that one. I really liked their uh, their coloring of, of Gengar. It has to be Ghastly. Who's, who's sitting at that company being like throwing darts at a dartboard being like, what should be our October <laughs> community day? <laughs> And somebody's like, oh, let's do Sneasel. Somebody else is like, oh, let's do Ralts. And the other guy's like, hey, we have this ghost Pokemon. Yeah, nobody <laughs> cares about Ghastly. It what is a, what is a, a 10k egg dark type? Nothing. <laughs> Absol. Trap pinch because... Absol. Because I've hatched... No, Absol's but, not in eggs. Yeah, Absol is... No. Not until the community day. Not Absol is raid only and already shiny. Also, trap pinch is dark because I've hatched 18 10k eggs. They've all been trap pinched, so uh, it's dark Wait. in my heart. <laughs> trap pinch is dark. I was like, trap is pinch is dark? All I trap need is a single Chimeco. I got nothing but trap inches. You're going to have to wait for Gen 4. Get that baby. Get that ching chingling. Wait, who are the... Uh, what is There's no... Gen 2? What is Gen 2? Let me tell you. What is Gen 2? It's not good. <laughs> it's... Okay, we got Murkrow. Already um, shiny. Sneasel, we, yeah, you rejected. Houndour, Houndoom. Already shiny. Tyranitar done Dagnabbit. 
So the only dark type Pokemon in Gen 2 not shiny is Weavile. Wait, wait, wait. I got it. Or I'm I've sorry, got you Sneasel. beat. Okay. Zubat. Zubat. Oh, Zubat community day. I'd be okay with that. Because Crobat is in the game. Mm-hmm. Poison is kind of scary. And okay. also bats are Halloween. Yes, you are right. Everybody hates them because of every cave that's ever existed in every game. Zubat would be good. Uh, uh, is coughing shiny? No. There you go. Another good good opportunity there. It's going to be ghastly, though. I mean, I'll take Zubat. I didn't really think about Zubat, but I'll take Zubat for Halloween. That makes sense. But I think, yeah, I think ghastly is where you go. Can you imagine, like... All these Zubats, because I don't actually see a lot of Zubats in when my the neighborhood. Game first came out, I saw nothing but Zubats. <laughs> Zubats I and Drowsy. So many Zubats was Ugh. was when what all all I saw when the game first came out. I you're right, you're right. I haven't seen a Zubat in a while, actually. I still see them all the time. It makes me nuts. Um, all right, well that's your Pokemon Go update. Uh, if you would like more stuff that's not Pokemon Go, stay tuned to after the break. So we got stuff not regarding Pokemon Go that we can talk about. So we will be right back. And we are back from our break. We can uh we got some more Pokemon news. It's like a very news heavy week, uh surprisingly, for something didn't seem like we'd get a lot of news. Uh before we get into news though, uh Worlds is coming up this this upcoming weekend, the Pokemon World Championships. Uh, I will be going. I will not be participating. I think we talked about this before. There's like the Pokin Pokin tournament. All 20 people that still play that game will be participating. Uh, there will be the VGC stuff, and then there will be the TCG stuff. I'm not participating in anything. I just have a spectator pass. I'll be going with um, Micah and my friend Alex. My friend Alex doesn't even like Pokemon. He just wanted to do something with us, so we'll be flying down to Nashville. We got a hotel room. I'll pretty much just be walking around, talking to people, probably playing a little bit of Pokemon Go. There is a Pokemon Center there, so I will hopefully try to, if they're not sold out of everything instantly, because I won't, I'll be there Saturday, Sunday, uh, and it starts on Friday. Uh, but uh, if you're there, if you're going, if you're in Nashville, please do not hesitate to stop me and say hi or tweet at me to meet up. I would. The main reason I am going is to meet you guys and to hang out with you guys. And I have never been in that area. I've been to the East Coast a lot, the West Coast a lot. Some people are like, "When are you coming here?" I am coming there. <laughs> so if you're in the Nashville area and you want to say hi. Please do not hesitate. Also, if you do, if you did not get a chance to obtain a spectator pass, two important things. One is this will be the third time ever that you will be able to get Meloetta. The first time Meloetta was distributed was during Black and White 2. Then Meloetta was distributed again during the 2016 Year of Mythical Pokemon. 
And this is the third time they're distributing it in America. I believe it was distributed about four times in Japan. But if you're missing Meloetta, you do not need a spectator pass. You can go into the main hall of the Nashville Convention mu- Music mu- Museum Convention Center Expedential Extravaganza. Whatever, what? whatever that place is called. You can walk in and just oh, download it. The people it. of Nashville know. They know. Uh, you need a copy of Sun and, Sun and Moon or Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. If you have all the copies, you can get yourself four, I suppose. Uh, the other thing is you do not need a spectator badge to visit the Pokemon Center store. So you can actually shop there without needing a badge. Do not know if they're selling badges on the premises. They did last year where you could walk in that morning, pay 10 bucks, get a badge for the day. I, I couldn't find anywhere where they are or are not selling, so I can't tell you that. But last year, they uh, spawned uh, the regional exclusive Pokemon and Pokemon Go Kangaskhan in the area, and also Unknown spelled the word word Worlds. So we'll see if uh, we'll see if Niantic does anything this year. If I was to guess, some people were asking what Pokemon I thought Niantic would bring over. My my guess would be Mr. Mime. It is the only Gen 1 regional Pokemon that has never moved to America. So that'd be my guess. If they do Relicanth, that'd be sweet, because that's like the rarest one right now, but I doubt it. I guess Mr. Mime, but uh, like I said, if you're going to be there, I hope to see you. Uh, because I will be out of town for the weekend, it's very hard for me to record when traveling. I have already recorded an interview with, uh, should, should I say who the guest is, Will? May as well. May as well. I uh, got Jeff Gersman from GiantBomb.com to be on the episode. Uh, so Jeff is head head honcho. <laughs> they don't really like use titles over there, but Jeff is the one that started Giant Bomb. So uh, he has been in the video game industry for 20 plus years. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Les Moonves uses a title there, but sure. Besides him, nobody else does. Who's Les Moonves? He's the head of CBS. CBS. Oh, CBS. Yeah, yeah. Giant Bob <laughs> is a fine, fine CBS prop property. Um, <laughs> which is like always weird to think about that CBS owns like Giant Bomb, but like doesn't do anything with Giant Bomb. Very well. Weird. CBS Interactive does a lot of online stuff, but they because. I think CBS, the the brand is associated with old people, or at least it was during my and Greg's youth. Um, yeah. They probably keep that back from their subsidiaries. Mm. Can, can I also say something about Worlds for you here? Yeah. 2014, strangely enough, four years ago, can't believe it was that long ago, when Worlds was in D.C. What I recall is the store is only open to people with invites on the first night that it's open. So that Friday night, it's only open to people with invites. And then uh, it I doesn't open right. for the public until Saturday. I think you're 100% right. I remember, I, it was funny because my Facebook told me, uh, remember what you did 30 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> I, I rely on that every day to remember like who's supposed to be my friend and who's supposed to be my enemy. So that's cool. So seven years ago is the last time I went to Worlds, uh, which was 2011, black and white. I don't, I don't think it was black and white too, but uh, I remember getting there. I was there all the days. That was in, that was in San Diego, I think. Yeah, San Diego. 
Friday night, the first night of, because you don't really do anything on Friday for Worlds. It's kind of like registration and stuff. But that Friday night, there was a line of people sitting in the hotel. Because the whole, because you could rent, you could get a room in the hotel and the Worlds was in a hotel and stuff like that. Which is like weird to see how big it's grown now. But there was a line of people sitting from like 6 p.m. until the store opened, which was 10 a.m. the next day. By about 3 p.m. on Saturday, everything was sold out. So if you were not in line the night before, you got right. nothing. I think they have since solved that problem. Mostly. There are some things that do sell out completely. The playmat the playmats will sell out instantly. Playmats, yeah, because those have high resale value. Yeah, because TCG play like that that I I love TCG players and I hate TCG players, but if you are a TCG player, the what like having uh like a uniform at school, right? You do anything you can to like make <laughs> your uniform unique. As a TCG player, the way you make yourself unique is by like play mats, card sleeves, and deck boxes. So and dice. And dice, and dice. Uh, but they, well, you're limited with dice, right? Because they have to be translucent and they have to have rounded corners and stuff. So you're kind of limited with that. Why do they have to be translucent? Because uh, that prevents people from weighing dice. Uh, no, only your flipper does, but your damage counters and stuff like that. It, I mean, we're talking Pokemon here. Can be different kinds. Oh, yeah, your damage counters, yeah. But the one you roll has to be translucent. Gotcha. And then I always... I always so I... <laughs> quick TCG story, because we don't talk TCG uh, enough. I have a... Uh, I have... There, there, there's a two pack of dice you could buy. I don't know if they still sell them, but one of the dice is or die is it's a translucent die, rounded corners, a little bit bigger than your standard six six sided die, but it is it's it's the same. It's a six sided die. Three of the sides have Pikachu's head, and three of the sides has Pikachu's tail, and then in really really small font it'll say like 1 through 6 and then it has um some japanese next to it as well i would bring that to all my tcg matches cuz i you need a die to roll for heads or tails cuz you can flip a coin but people get really weird about coins too cuz there's a way to like make coins more likely flip on heads but i would always bring that die and there are there's always the player who thinks you're you're trying to cheat them, and that's me as a player too. I think everyone's trying to cheat me all the time. <laughs> but they will they will always like pick up the die and be like, "You can't use that. It's not legal." And the it has funny freaking Pikachu's head on it. How could it not be legal? <laughs> the well, I mean, like, there's a lot of fan made Pokemon stuff out there. Mm, the true, best true. the best part about that die is it's literally. A Pokemon Center made by the Pokemon Company dice for the TCG. That is why there is a Pikachu head and a Pikachu tails. It literally represents heads and tails. <laughs> so for people to be like, you can't use this dice. And like, there's the, there's the minor debate of like, oh, it's, a, it's a dice from the Pokemon Company. And they're like, I'm calling a judge. <laughs> 
And then it's always like the judge comes over and they're like, uh, I don't know about this dice. And the judge is always like, it's an official Pokemon dice. And then they're like, well, okay, I guess that's fine then. You know, that's- you sell the TCG so much. And I don't know why I haven't joined what sounds like the most yeah. miserable time of my life. <laughs> oh, oh. Did I tell you guys about playing Pokemon at Gen Con? No, I missed. I, I knew you guys did that, but I missed anything about it. Yeah, let's just sum it all up as low point of Gen Con. Oh. Um, <laughs> but also about Pokemon Center merchandise, what I've just realized directly in front of my eyes right now, still in the plastic that I bought it, is a notebook from the Pokemon Worlds, DC Pokemon Worlds. I have never unwrapped it from the plastic. It's a really nice notebook with like the superhero Pikachu on it. Just sitting there. Open it. What am I going to do with a notebook? Who's pen and paper anymore? Yeah. Send it to me. I use them. <laughs> I'm gonna we see can if... discuss a cash transaction later. Let's oh. see if these dice are. Um... I mean, you type in Pikachu dice in eBay and you're getting a lot of. You're getting a lot of. Uh... Getting a lot of knockoffs. Yeah. I don't think they make it anymore, which is like weird because. Uh... I want to say it was Andrew who showed me it. Our 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 correspondent, Japan Andrew, aka one of my friends, Andrew, who's been listening to the show forever. I remember when um, I think it was him that I think he was the one that sent me them, and I was like, "Can you send me as many as possible?" And I think he sent me like five or six packs. And I feel like I still have like two or three unopened, but I have no clue where they would even be at this point. But. I'm kind of, like, bummed if they don't make them anymore. That's amazing because my, like, in the uh, Fujikawa mess level rating system of homes, I'm at a, like, 18 and you're at a 2. And I can find things in my house. Yeah, all the, like, the Pikachu, like, all that that TCG stuff kind of got scattered when I started. I've lived in this house for five years, but I haven't really played the Pokemon competitively since I moved here. So all that like TCG stuff probably got put into totes. And like, I was looking at it the other day when, not the other day, but when I went to Madison regionals, I was like, oh yeah, we're like, I opened up a, uh, like a treasure chest of, oh, look at all these hollow energies I forgot I had. And like, oh, look at these, like I have a chandelier deck box that they don't make anymore. And I, I got two of them. So I had like one used one, and then I had one like brand new, still in wrapping because I like chandelier a whole lot. It's like I, I forgot I had this stuff. Uh, so I have like a lot of TCG stuff, but it's like scattered everywhere. Uh, we got some more news. Did we even start news? Oh yeah, Pokemon Worlds. I'll yeah, be there. Yeah, we started news. <laughs> Jeff Gersman will be an interview next week. Uh, we talk. It's probably like so. Normally, when I get guests on the show, it's it's like Pokemon. If you if you haven't figured out my po- my format, it's Pokemon. About about yourself and then ending with Pokemon, but so Jeff being in the industry for you know twenty plus years and that dude is I don't know if you've ever listened to Giant Bomb or not I know Will has but that dude is a not a walking encyclopedia of video game knowledge but it's not to like spoil the interview but it's a lot of like him talking about when Pokemon came out and how it became very big and uh, how he feels about it now it's just kind of like how Pokemon has come and I think like an important question. That I think is like the coolest part of the interview is like you have you have these series like Final Fantasy that has have existed forever, Call of Duty that has existed forever, stuff like World of Warcraft, and then you also have Pokemon. So like 
how those series are seen to somebody who's an outsider at this point. Like, everyone's heard of Pokemon, and I think Pokemon Go has done a good job at roping people back into Pokemon, which is which is very important. Whether or not you like Pokemon Go uh, is is your own issue, but, like, it is still good for the overall series to bring people back into it. And we always we always joke, and there are some naive Pokemon Go players where they only actually care about that game, but um, it's done more good than harm, of course. But there's a, there's a lot, too, of of Jeff explaining or talking about his thoughts and feelings of like these very old game franchises and how they can bring still bring new people in by doing different things or taking risks and stuff. So it's about uh about an hour long and then we'll we'll still have the Pokémon of the week. We'll still have a little bit of news if that happens, but that'll be all recorded and posted to make sure we don't miss a Monday episode for you guys, but uh, it was like a year year interview in the making of like getting Jeff on the show. Um, so I'm very, very excited and uh, probably one of the best interviews I think I've done. So Funny enough that uh, Greg and I are uniquely poised to talk about what the world was like when Pokemon first came out. But Absolutely. nobody's ever interviewed us to have that. What? that We've talked correct. about that stuff. <laughs> I mean, I'm ready to talk about KFC commercials with the Thai Beanie Baby Pokemon giveaways that they did at Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, they I, did. There was, there was one night that I remember that my dad drove from Burger King to Burger King to find those gold-plated Pokeball. You know what I'm talking about? The, like, six yep. gold-plated. I don't know what they were actually supposed to. Re- I think they were cards. I remember that clear as day. And then finally, my dad found a Burger King that had all of them. And they just sold him those like he didn't have to buy food. Because, like... <laughs> Burger King has definitely increased in quality when it has come to food, but back in back in the late nineties, Burger King food not that great. Back in the late nineties, fast food not that great. As it is, science has really brought fast food up with the times. <laughs> oh no, it hasn't. Some actual Pokemon no- news here. Uh, this is off Nintendo Life, continuing the recent trend of Pokemon plushes. A new wave of Pokemon toys featuring every starter Pokemon in the series is about to be released in Japan. Recently, we've seen uh, every generation of Pokemon ones be included, including a line of miniature plushes, although only the first 30 have been released so far. Uh, And then some new additions to the Pocket Monsters All-Star Collection, giving fans almost too many options to choose from. But this is a new set of starters will join these lovely items, adding to the growing concern facing wallets around the world. The new starter dolls will launch August 25th at Pokemon Center locations around Japan, and some will be available on Amazon Japan very easily. Each Pokemon will be around 1,500 yen, which comes to about $13 US. We have a handy selection of, of below. Do I, do I need to read it? It's literally every starter Pokemon. <laughs> no, that's well, okay, not necessary. Okay, so is the picture real? I don't know if that picture represents the... That seems like a bad Pokemon Company picture, if it is. But, like, every plush, I think, looks good until I get to the Chimchar plush in that picture. (laughs) Really? I think that Charmander plush looks real bad, if that's supposed to be the plush. I mean, the Charmander and Squirtle are... eh. The Chimchar one is... It's giving me nightmares. 
No. Bad. Yeah, it's, it's bad. bad. The ear. What's happening? Oh. So my my question is, for those of us who are not Twitch streamers who need Pokemon plushes on our couch in the background <laughs> to uh-huh. add a little character to, uh, I put that in quotes if you didn't hear it in my voice, I to our it. Twitch stream, what what do people do with Pokemon plushes? Because I've got It's the same two. thing they do with pop figures that Greg did not get me. Look. Ugh. No no deal was struck, no bargain was made. <laughs> I asked and you were non-committal. I'm always committing to stuff that sells out. <laughs> and now it's not on the website, Greg. It's not on target.com. It's gone. I and I'm not going to tell you whether or not I have one in my house oh, from when I went to Target on my own. Wow. There's a bigger. Did we talk about this last week? There's a bigger Pikachu pop coming to Target eventually. There's no that date. one won't sell out. That one will probably sell out because now, but, now we have the expectation of these pop figures selling out. Wobbuffet, I can't find a single stuffed Wobbuffet in any of my targets anymore. I can find you a Wobbuffet. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't want it. But that was a thing. It was my friend. I'd go visit him. <laughs> Somebody eventually bought him, and or he got moved to clearance. <laughs> he got moved, <laughs> moved to, clearance, to clearance, and then somebody bought him. Exactly. Jesse um, was like, "Absolutely, finally." You don't strike yeah, me as a plush person, Will. Oh, I, I'm. I'm not. I don't like to have non-functional items in my house. So if it's not something that you can do something with, I, I don't want to have it. And right, it's like you can't do anything with a plush except you can stick hug it somewhere, it? and I don't. Do hugs. That's such a lie. <laughs> that is such a lie. You liar. Yeah. I'm like Straight the, up the lying king of to all the good hugs. people I that know. listen to this podcast. Lies. Lying today, Will. I only it, hug it, living beings, not stuff simulacra. Deleting your Instagram, also, not hugging people. Yes. Do you not go to build a bear with your mom? That hasn't happened in like 17 years but still you have plushes okay but that's i'm calling you out all right so the reason the build a bear with my mom thing was that we would always if you remember the story properly we would get uh stuffed animals for our cars as like a good luck charm you would get a new stuffed bear for your car and the bear would live in your car as a good luck charm where i now keep my companion cube in the passenger seat because Nobody ever rides in my car with me. Your car is dirty. <laughs> okay, it is. But there's reasons, right? I don't I'm not one of you fancy Midwesterners with a house. I live in a box on the second floor of a brick building. It's not easy to go out and clean my car. <laughs> yeah. I got some more you news here. You could take a new plush and have that be your companion. You could rotate out Yeah, you could rotate out your plush in your in your passenger seat. You'll have all the starters. You could choose a different one each day. Who, oh, who will join you on Steve your journey today? Sold me, but that Chespin's looking real cute. The Chespin's really cute, but that Chimchar, though, nah. No bueno. Es no bueno. What's the new news, please? I'm done with, with stuffed animals. Uh, standard edition Pokemon, the movies one through three collection to be released in the United States. This is off Bulba News. The Blu-ray set Pokemon the movies 1 through 3 will be released in the United States on October 2nd, 2018 in a standard case. This includes the first three movies, Mewtwo Strikes Back, 
the power of one and spell of the unknown entei this set includes the english stereo 2.0 audio and subtitles for deaf or hard of hearing this set has a 16.9 aspect ratio it does not include any pikachu shorts this blu-ray what? was previously released in the united states as an limited edition steel book on february 9th 2016 Unlike the standard edition, the limited edition did not include subtitles. There is a difference between the Steelbook and this if you need the subtitles, which is important for a lot of people. Not for me, I hate them. They're very distracting to the movie. I mean, there's certain things I need subtitles for. Pokemon movies are not one. (laughs) Pokemon movies are not one of them, generally. They're really milking these first three movies. I feel like this is like the 18th time they've released the three together. There's always a new generation. They're learning from Disney. You put something on ice for 10 years, and then, you know, everybody forgets about them, and then those people have kids, and they're like, oh, I remember this from my childhood. I want to get that for my kid. And then they release them in, like, ultra-platinum super edition, and they all get bought up again, and they're like, limited time only. It is going to go back in the vault. It is pre-order on Amazon for twenty four ninety eight. That is too much for these movies. Nah. What, Can you put like a price on memories? Yeah, but that's still too much for these movies. They're not great. They're pretty good, though. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the anime and movies, uh, this is off comicbook.com. The late Pokemon voice actor will remain in the anime until October. I don't know if you guys heard about this news. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah, I did. Uh, Japanese voice actor for Professor Oak and the narrator of the Pokemon anime, Unsho uh, Ishizaku, has tragically passed away at the age of 63. Um, That doesn't mean that Ishizaku's work will end just yet, as TV Tokyo has confirmed that Ishizaku will remain in the series until the first week of October. Anime News Network reports TV Tokyo revealed that uh, Ishizaku has already completed his work for the Pokemon Sun and Moon anime until the episode that's scheduled to air the first week of October. They will broadcast the episode as planned before Ishizaku's tragic passing, and that means fans will still be able to enjoy the voice performance until then. As for a possible successor, one has not been named as of this writing. TV Tokyo has offered the most heartfelt gratitude to uh, Ishizaku as he has been part of the Pokemon anime franchise from the very beginning in 1997 and even through the latest movie, Pokemon The Power of Us. Keep in mind that movie has already debuted in Japan. Uh, Anoni Productions announced uh, Ishizaku's passing earlier this morning as he passed away on August 13th about uh, after a bout with esophageal uh, cancer. Esophageal. There you go. Because it's your it's your esophagus. Got it. That's what I guessed. But you know, sometimes with science stuff, you're always like, I'm, maybe that's something else. Uh, the, them scientists always playing tricks on you. Yeah, I know. It's like uh, it's like phobias. They're always they always don't really make sense. Uh, they note with uh, Ishizaku uh, had been receiving treatments for his condition, though none of the attempts none of the attempts he went through were effective. Uh, along with the voice uh, voicing this notable role in Pokemon, he has provided roles throughout other series, such as Dragon Ball, 
Naruto, I said that wrong, I know, One Piece, Cowboy Bebop, Full Metal Alchemist, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, among many others. Izizaku can be heard currently as the, narr- as the narrator in Pokemon The Power of Us, which has already made its debut in Japan. Fathom Events will host a limited run of the movie November 14th, 26th, and 28th, and the final screening taking place on December 1st. It's very sad. It's sad, but what I find interesting is, especially for like our listeners, I would say the majority of them who don't who don't watch other anime have probably never heard this man's voice yeah. because he's not the English voice actor. He is the Japanese voice actor. But if you have happened to watch Full Metal Alchemist in Japanese with subtitles, then he's the voice of Von Hohenheim. So that's where you would know his voice from. I, I don't know about JoJo or One Piece or, or those I mean, other I've ones, watched One Piece. Ones I watch. I've watched all of them. So I'm I'm familiar with the voice. It's just, I mean, it's so young. Yeah, 63 is pretty young. And also, like, how, uh, what is the word for it? That, you know, that a voice actor would get esophageal cancer, right? Because that's throat cancer. Yeah. So, I'm a smoker? I didn't say in the article. I don't actually. I know. doubt it, but people who tend to do that for a profession are, you know, they get put into a lot of less than ideal conditions for recording studios around a bunch of different people, and they, you know, it's 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 a tough business. And well, I got some more disappointment. Uh oh. Oh no! How much more can I handle? This is our last news article. Pokemon Let's Go Battle Animation Showcase have some fans disappointed. Man, I feel like we've had a lot of disappointing things this episode. Pokemon Go players disappointed with Reggie Rock. TCG players disappointed with official dice. I mean, did These you... are all things that you've just made up, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, did, you, uh, did, did you guys see uh, these video demonstrations? No, they weren't I have like not. they weren't of actually. Uh, I'll I'll link you. This is off US Gamer. I mean, like they weren't very easy to find. You would have to be actively looking for like Japanese specific Pokemon. Let's go news. Um, they're not they're not exciting at all either. I tweeted the Tauros one because I thought it was funny because it's like thirty four oh, seconds. I saw of, the Taurus versus Tauros one. I did see that on it's your. It's just dumb. <laughs> it's so silly. It's just Tauros versus Tauros. They could have picked any other, like, like we see one Tauros. You don't need to pick another Tauros. <laughs> like, you could have Look, you've got, you've got to read the patterns, right? Oh, it's, right. They, they pick Tauros these things for Day. particular things. But, yeah, there, there's, there's a bunch of these, like, 30-second trailers. Like, it, it, it's not really that notable since we've already seen the battle animation stuff with, like, the mega stuff they, they did, but... You want to see Tauros hyperbeam another Tauros, then you're in for a treat. Uh, but this is off US Gamer. Uh, last week, Japan's official Pokemon YouTube channel released a handful of videos demonstrating how some popular attacks look in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee for the Nintendo Switch. While the battle visuals look crisp and clean, some fans are disappointed. Uh, the critters' battle animations are stuck in last gen. Uh, if you're expecting Pokemon's first shift into HD visuals to bring revolutionary new animations, you might be in for a letdown. Most of the animations the Pokemon use against each other in Let's Go are similar to what we saw in the Nintendo 3DS. In other words, the bo- the Pokemon don't bodily attack one another so much as they throw attacks from across the gym. 
more often than not, the Pokemon's projectiles attacks are, uh, that connect. More often than not, it's the Pokemon projectiles attacks that connect. Everything else is an illusion. When our sister site Nintendo Life reported on the news Pokemon Let's Go footage, the comment section quickly filled up with disappointing fans. The fights seem really primitive, like they haven't evolved much since the original Pokemon games, writes Miss Haggis. Mick Haggis. Miss Haggis, are you me? Because I've literally said that for many episodes of this podcast, that the battle animations are the one things that have not changed since Gen 1. Another commenter calling themselves Justin233 agrees. <laughs> I really hope the 2019 games look better than this, they say. Uh, the battles seem so stiff and archaic, end quote. Uh, there's some other stuff here, but... Uh... I'll, I'll tell you what there is here. Okay. Number one. It's millennials ruining video games. Just Listen. like mayonnaise, just like yeah. Applebee's. Exactly. I the, mean, Applebee's the, ruined themselves. I <laughs> would get so excited to play E.T. on my Atari 2600. Oh, hold on. Where Nobody. I was a little square Take walking your around dirty car <laughs> around other squares <laughs> looking to find the flower the little flower that you could make heal it and make it a happy flower again you entitled millennials asking for so much uh, I, <laughs> be happy at the i just watched all of those little battle animations uh, they are gorgeous I am so impressed and happy with the way that those look and how they're rendered for the Switch. Just, can we step back on how much we're asking for and stop being so so greedy and entitled millennials? Thank you. This is a message from Gen X. <laughs> aren't, aren't you a baby boomer? I am Whoa. not a baby boomer. My... Oh, Do you realize baby boomer, boomers were born in the 40s? <laughs> um... I am Gen X. So, the, to me, this is not surprising to me that the battle animations don't look fantastic, as this is, as as I think they've said that this game is based on, like, a Gen 7 engine. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know why they would spend the time to, like, redo all the battle animations. I would assume that we're getting new battle animations and the way the game actually looks and functions in the 2019 game. I just don't know what they can do. Like, you, and as a kid, I mean, like growing up, the thing you, the thing you kind of want is for it to like almost look like the anime. And I remember, I mean, I, the the huge jump was like going from Red and Blue to Pokemon Stadium, where you're just like, ah, oh, they're in 3D. The camera pans around. They're like surf is like pushing like all water across the map. Like that was cool. But I don't feel like the battle animations have really advanced since the Pokemon Stadium days. Sure, the Pokemon look better, and sure, the moves look better, but there's there's still two Pokemon looking at each other, and when they attack, they, like, slightly move forward, and when they get hit, they slightly move backwards. That's kind of, like, the, so, the thing we've had for the last 20 years. Yeah, but the problem is that if you are going to animate... Every Pokemon, and okay, fine for the Let's Go's, it's 151, but for what's coming out in 2019, and I take my prediction right now, the battle animations are not going to improve for the 2019 game, I because agree. if you are going to animate 
the attacks, the diverse number of attacks available to every Pokemon for every Pokemon, the number of permutations there is incalculable by my mind because I'm terrible at math and statistics, but huge. And, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of moves, yeah, a lot of Pokemon. That has to be... I just don't know how you can change... I mean, like, you can't personalize them because you no, don't exactly. know what they're because... coming in with. You don't know what permutations they've taken. And so at that point, you're trying to animate something specifically for every Pokemon, plus then have the landing for a thousand Pokemon that it could be at the other end. Yeah. I, I, I don't know where we can go that is cost effective for a company to do i I mean yeah because it is humanly possible to animate all of these interactions absolutely i humanity is is incredibly ingenuitous they've got a lot of creativity in doing these things i'm talking about the base storage necessary to store each and every one of these animations ain't gonna be on a cartridge Uh -uh uh-uh And I doubt you've got an SD card that's big enough to hold all of those different combinations. So you're just asking for too much. I mean, when it becomes an MMO <laughs> and it's server side, then yes. I, uh, I mean, there, there, there are things there are things you could do to make some moves look better, though. Like if you're going to make a like for me, I think the not that there's a lot of smoke and mirrors and illusions but like it would be nice if i'm using a rattata and it's going to bite that it actually walks up to the other pokemon and sure you can have an oversized bite animation like you see now but seeing like rattata on one side of the field and tauros on the other and the bite is just a giant mouth like it's kind of like you can't make the rattata move forward and and just kind of run up to it and do that I think that would I think something something as simple as that would help a lot. I mean, I think we'll see as we continue to see minor improvements. I don't think what I think a lot of Pokemon fans want, we're never going to get to anime level where it's a scripted battle and you see them flying around and doing things because I just I don't think that's something that's cost effective. Yeah. Well, I, I, would, I wouldn't say never. So yes, at this point in time, when we are like able to carry around uh, devices that probably have, let me just rule of thumb here at it uh, right now, like ten times as much processing storage and memory power than the devices we currently have, then sure, this is a possibility. But we're not there yeah. yet. It would also be nice, like for something like fly, where they're not flying in place. Like if you can make the Pokemon like circle the arena as like a standby thing, and like just fly in a circle, just don't fly like uh, like a helicopter, which I don't think most Pokemon could actually do. <laughs> like birds can't fly without consistently moving forward, unless you're like a hummingbird, right? Yeah, hummingbirds can. I don't think Swana is like a hummingbird. <laughs> Not with that attitude. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, not surprising. But the main reason I brought up this uh, news article was not to like talk about people being disappointed because that's always, that's the internet. But if you want to see these, <laughs> if internet. you want to see these battle animations, there are, there are like a Magikarp, there's Tauros, there's 
I mean, I think I think there are some improvements that they've done. I think they look a little bit cleaner. I think more moves seem to come from the proper area than we've seen instead of a lot of people like, I'm firing flamethrower from my belly button. Yeah, now we Which talking. happens sometimes. They don't need to fix that. <laughs> I expect all flame to come from belly buttons. All flame to come from the naval are there, laser. Are there any RPGs out there that... that do like realistic attacks i mean i i can tell you persona i haven't played persona 5 but persona 4 sure didn't do realistic attacks or anything like that or or let's call them interactive where the two battlers battle like hand to hand combat i mean the only Is, thing are there I, any the thing only thing i can think that that does it are mmos that have very interactable real time yeah, but also battles. then in 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 MMOs, the number of attacks that you have available to you are usually are, are pretty very limited. limited. I think the only ones that I can think of have limited attacks that are that aren't the length and breadth of what we have in Pokemon. Yeah, and and like even in MOBAs, right? It's Q W E R. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you've got four. Yeah, that's not that much to animate. Is a MOBA like what I was thinking it is? League of Legends, Dota. Yeah. That one. Well, give us our Pokemon of the week. Ooh, are you sure you're ready? No, I'm ready. Am I sure I'm ready? No. Ugh. At only three feet tall, one could argue that this Pokemon is more of a bush than a tree. While it is a fur, it would not be confused for an animal. You are more likely to encounter this Pokemon in the snow than on a tropical beach. Even though this Pokemon is not mammalian, there are gender differences. A male of this Pokemon will be more brown than white. The female will be more white than brown. Interestingly enough, both versions of this Pokemon appear to be wearing a hat. Although this Pokemon made its debut in Diamond and Pearl, if you would like for it to learn the move Avalanche, one of its parents will have to be from the Kalos region, the Avalug line or Auroros line. Avalanche was a move introduced in Diamond and Pearl. This Pokemon can have two abilities, either Snow Warning, which starts a hailstorm when it enters battle, or Soundproof, although it is not sound type. Plants do not have not ears, yet. do they? <laughs> <laughs> not with that attitude. So what's your guess? I know. I knew what it was the minute, the minute you said snow. So what is it? Greg, you know? I think I know. Uh, I would say it's Snover. I'm agreeing with Snover. It is Snover. You are correct. And the main I reason... I didn't know that there were differences between the male and female. I guess I've never paid attention. Yeah, yeah. The um, For the male, it's more... You see more of the bottom half, which is like the tree trunk brown oh. part. And for the female, it's more of the top half of the white snowy part. Oh, now I'm seeing it. Oh, I never noticed. Yeah, it's like the oh, Charlie good. Brown thing. That it it's has. the Charlie Brown thing fills in. <laughs> Snover appears to have been made to resemble a snow-covered fir tree. Its hat resembles the kanji for mountain, uh, which is like three vertical lines yep. in a horizontal, which originates from a pictogram of three mountain peaks. Uh, it's shiny. I like Snover. Is uh, blue instead of green. I like the blue. I I I think that's really cool because you can think of like your the blue furs. Pokemon, Steve. Wait, what? 
Didn't Snover make your friend quit Pokemon? Yes, uh, Obama Snow did. Yeah, they were very... <laughs> they were... I mean, friend is a strong word now since I haven't talked to them in like a decade. But yeah, they were very upset there was a grass and ice Pokemon together. <laughs> I mean, grass and ice hits two of my favorites. So I've always had a soft spot for this line. I remember when I I don't remember a lot about playing Diamond and Pearl. Um, just like I don't remember a lot about Ruby and Sapphire because I played them. And when I played Diamond and Pearl, I think I was sixteen, seventeen. I was pretty, pretty maybe maybe seventeen. I don't remember. I don't even remember how old I was, but I remember Snover and Obama Snow definitely standing out to me through those games. And maybe it was because one of my friends quit because of it, but I remember. Like, seeing it, thinking it was really cute, catching it, learning that it was grass, ipe, uh, grass ice. I was like, this is a really cool typing. Um, I don't remember a whole bunch from that game, but I do remember Snowverse standing out. And I think um, Woodhammer is a really cool move. Which I Woodhammer think... is a great move. Was that was that a signature move for these dudes? Probably. I think it was for a while. Until they got rid because they don't believe in signature moves anymore. <laughs> Again, they, yeah. the shuffle icon... Is outstanding. Uh, no other Pokemon shared the same type combination as Snover and Obama Snow. Yeah, and uh, Snow Warning was the they were the only ones that had Snow Warning ability until Gen Six, which is real cool. But I thought that was really funny that they, even though Avalanche was introduced in Diamond and Pearl, these guys couldn't get it until Gen Six. Yeah. That's so Only as an egg move. They, uh, well, Mega Obama Snows and Gen Snix, Six. Nix. Uh, they just have that weird, like, there's an Obama Snow in this cave, and then you save it, and then you just leave, like, part of it. I don't know if they were well, trying I mean, to do more with it, or, or, or what. It just it, seemed very, like, that part of X and Y always stands out to me of kind of being slightly awkward. Yeah, that whole like the well, it was the, just to give was, like, you the, the mega stone. Yeah, but also that that whole windmill town, and then the that weird ice fishing village. The, it, yeah, I, I see what you mean, and also like the having to go through the snowy part with the mammoth swine. With I like the that part. Swine. Mm. Okay, but uh, you know X and Y subtitle. We have weird pacing. <laughs> Like, yeah. that game is really weirdly paced. It has a bunch of just weird... It has weird side things. That it Sometimes I just feel like X and Y was built with things tacked on. It was like, oh, it's not long enough. Add this town, and they have to go to an ice cave. It, there's just a bunch well, of things about X and Y that's I, just really oddly paced. I, I have a, a little different theory. I think in X and Y... They focused more on art than on function. More, what is it like form? More form, more form over function. than function. Yeah, because those games are absolutely beautiful. They and, are. I mean, just the artwork, the the way that they you know use things like prisms, but also the storytelling and everything. It's like such beautiful art to it. But then the actual functional implementation of I'm trying to accomplish something in a Pokemon game. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what it's fell rough. to pieces. Beautifulness of making your game lag out with 
dropping a bunch of frames because it couldn't handle multiple Pokemon on screen. Oh, who even notices that kind of stuff? Millennials. <sighs> yeah. Ah, Snowver's cool. Love it. I can't wait to see a bunch of Snowver in my house instead of Sfeel. All I get in my house are piles. Swinubs and feels some assuming my house area is ripe for Snover when it comes to Pokemon Go. Maybe. My my area that spawns right behind my place, it's just it's weird. It always spawns something different. So I can't complain to you. I think because you're in a park, parks have like a bigger variety of things to spawn. Well, that would do it. I believe. I used to get Murkrows, I don't anymore. But that's okay. Yeah, I got two shiny Murkrows. I'm set. Um, set. Uh, I think the episode is set. I think that's it. Uh, like I said, we'll have a interview next week with Jeff from Giant Bomb. I will be at the Pokemon World Tournament, and then I think we'll be back on schedule. Pax West. Pax West. Pax East. I cannot talk. Pax East is the following week. I will not be going to Pax East. Just too expensive, not enough time. It's like it's hard to be out of town two weekends in a row. You mean PAX West? Oh yeah, West. I don't know why my calendar says East. Probably because I copied and it pasted. It says West. Um, it says West. Yeah, PAX West. You were covering all bases. Somebody asked you, but yeah, that's that's the following week. We won't be there. This is the. I think we went three years in a row. Uh, but we will not be there this this year. Uh, I think. Will and I talked about South. Pack South. I know tickets yep. are on sale for that now. Um, but yeah. When is Pack South? January. January. Oh, gosh. It's real good, though. It's very cheap to fly to. Compared to, like, everything else, San Antonio is very cheap to fly to. I'm taking a lot of trips in a very short amount of time. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if I'm committed to South. Because Irene and I want to go to Japan for our honeymoon I, we were told to go in March because that's a good time to go. But then she was like, we should still do something for January. And I was like, "We there's not enough time in the year to do all this stuff. Yeah. Or money. Mostly money. That's that's the problem is that there's so many places we'd all like to go. You know, I, I love giving panels. I'd love to go to cons all the time, give panels, meet up with people, hang out. But I've got a, a job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I would, I, I, I would to make, make that money. my job if I could do it because I loved it. But yeah, no, money. All right, money. Speaking of money, let's end the show. Uh, Patreon.com/slash. Uh, <laughs> I should probably properly say that. If for any reason you want to support the show, if you like what you heard, if you made it this far. If uh, if you want to support what I do, uh, patreon.com slash it's super effective or isc.cash. That'll be my promotion. That'll be my promo right there. I'm not going to really sell you on it. Uh, I do that like once a month. I'll do it eventually. Uh, but if you want to support, there you go. I know very heart heartwarming right there. Um, we'll be back next week, of course. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Uh, if you want to join Twitch, and hang out with uh, other people on Twitch. Do some shiny hunting. Uh, we'll be doing a chain fishing marathon next week. And I think we're going to be playing through original uh, Ruby and Sapphire. Hopefully before Let's Go comes out. Not not shiny hunting. Not really Nuzlocke. Just playing through them. 
I think. Uh, we'll be doing that probably maybe next month. Uh, so twitch.tv slash pkmncast. Gotta remind people that Twitch exists. Uh, and Will is at washing the sink on Twitter. Greg is at white wing. I am at dragging a lake. If you want to follow the respective party members. Uh, and we'll be back next week, like I said. So uh, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are super effective. Super snow warning. Quick shout out to our producers of this show, which include Robert, Kevin, Mason, and Cygnus. Thank you all for listening. 